Hey everyone, welcome back to 500's podcast. Today I'm chatting with Brendan Kim and Jacopo Lanzi from Samsung's Global Innovation Center. Brendan Kim has been investing in early stage startup companies for over 18 years. He is currently Managing Director and Head of Strategic Investments Group. Jacopo Lanzi is the Head of the Strategic Acquisitions Group and leads Samsung's efforts in acquiring software and service startups. Welcome gentlemen and thanks for joining me today. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. So let's dive right in. Um, can you please give us a background on Samsung's Global Innovation Center and highlight some of the day-to-day -day work you do? Sure. So the Global Innovation Center was started in 2013. Uh, we're really set up to empower entrepreneurs and startups. Uh, we do that uh, by delivering on what we see as their needs, uh, we, uh, and we organize ourselves internally in that fashion. So we have an investment team that Brendan manages. We have an acquisition effort. Uh, we have a partnership team that is looking to provide collaboration opportunities for startups uh, with Samsung. Uh, and we also have something we call the Accelerator. Uh, we have two currently, one in New York and one in San Francisco, that uh, works with entrepreneurs to allow them to focus on creating uh, their own startups within Samsung. Great. And how about yourself? Um, so uh, I manage the Strategic Investments Group, and that group basically makes um, or identifies compelling startups for uh, early stage investment by Samsung. And what we're looking for are companies that have the potential to meaningfully impact, impact Samsung in a positive way. Great. So you're in New York and San Francisco, but not Seoul yet. Do you think that could happen in the next year or two? <laughs> I don't think we can make any predictions there, um, but certainly yeah. Seoul has a vibrant startup scene. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, it's really uh, nice to see that happening in, in Samsung's backyard. Yeah, no, it's huge. Um, 500 just launched their microfund uh, called 500 Kimchi. I was there a couple months ago with our partner, Tim Che, and it was really exciting to see how robust the tech startup scene is and all the support coming in from large corporates. So hope to see Samsung launching an accelerator there in the future. Um, so I, I was speaking to some founders yesterday in Mountain View, and I was telling them, hey, I'm meeting with Samsung. If you had a question to ask, what would it be? And they were wondering how they approach corporate VCs. So if someone's seeking investment, what is the best way to initiate a conversation with you? You know, I don't think it's that different from initiating a conversation with any other uh, venture fund. Um, you know, personal introductions always help, right? Mm -hmm. um, so that's, uh, there's lots of people who, um, who are in the Valley that are associated with Samsung. So if you can find a way to, to network there, that'd be fine. Um, but also, I'm very open to taking any phone calls or emails or approaching me directly. Uh, we're out there in a lot of conferences. Uh, we're doing a lot of sponsorships and events and things like that. Feel free to approach any Samsung employee and, uh, and ask about uh, our group, and, uh, and um, I think we can uh, get you networked in. Yeah, so some of the 500 founders listening in probably meet you at pre-money next week. Yeah. Um, or at least you're, some people at your team. <laughs> that's right. Um, Luis Arbolu on my team will be there. And so be, feel free to approach him about any, any questions that you might have. Great. Thank you. So you're, you're around, you're networking just as any other VC group in Silicon Valley. So we can find you in both San Francisco, Mountain View. Um, where yeah, else? absolutely. Um, I don't know if I can give up. Email, email. <laughs> no, you don't have to. You're um, going to get a thousand people emailing yeah, you tomorrow. Uh, yeah, but yeah, uh, <laughs> absolutely feel free to approach us. Um, yeah. Like I say, we're, we're no different than uh, the VCs, other VCs in the, in the Valley here. Mm -hmm. 
So, um, you know, this is kind of a popular topic that's uh, discussed, but I, I wanted to get your insights on this. Do you think there's a bubble in VC world and overall investments? Boy, I've been in the VC for a long time, and I, so I've seen um, VC go in cycles, right? So mm -hmm. like, like any other industry, uh, venture capital tends to go in cycles, and we're seeing an up cycle, mm -hmm. uh, and we've been in an up cycle for a while. Um, do I think there's a bubble? Certainly, valuations are fairly high, um, and I start to hear talk about um, you know founders saying we should just get the money out there because it, it's out there. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, so when you start hearing talk like that, you wonder whether it's a bubble or not. Mm -hmm. um, I'd say that the startup environment is very frothy today. Uh, <laughs> it's very hard to recruit. Um, traffic is high on, on the freeways, and so those are all signs that we're in a very vibrant um, time in the economy. Mm -hmm. um, I'm not sure that I can say it's a bubble because I'm not sure exactly when it's going to burst, um, but certainly it, the activity is high. It's very dynamic, and uh, um, I've seen it. I haven't seen it this this uh, dynamic since the uh, since the big bubble. Yeah, well, you know, I I've been living in Europe for the last five and a half years, and I just moved to Silicon Valley back in September, and it. It's crazy. I mean, this is like the Wall Street of tech. People are moving 100 miles per hour. Uh, I've never seen so many startups roll through our doors <laughs> in my life. Uh, I had previously mentored for three other accelerator programs in, in Europe, and I can tell you 500 is sort of next level for me just because we probably invest in like around 50 companies each quarter. We've just hit our thousandth company milestone. Wow. <laughs> And yeah, it's just another kind of level. But which brings me to my next question. Um, you know, there's a lot of capital here in the Valley, but when you look outside of the United States and Silicon Valley, what is the venture scene like worldwide? And can entrepreneurs succeed outside of Silicon Valley? Yeah, I think they can succeed outside of Silicon Valley. Um, it's certainly even within the U.S. outside of Silicon Valley. Um, so. There's a ton of activity happening in New York. We have an uh, uh, investments team in New York. We have our accelerator in New York. Um, there's a lots of activity in New York. Um, I think um, uh, so outside of Silicon Valley, definitely. Mm -hmm. uh, there are certainly other parts of the world where innovation is happening. Um, Israel is a great example of that, Tel Aviv. Um, we have a, a, a few investments where the engineering teams are in New York, uh, I'm sorry, in Tel Aviv um, while they may be based here. Mm -hmm. uh, we've actually had an investment in a company based in uh, Tel Aviv as well. So that's another area where there's lots of activity happening. Certainly London. Uh, we, we talked a little bit about Korea. Mm -hmm. uh, and then you look at China, and China is just exploding, right? Uh, you look at the number of uh, so-called unicorns and decacorns in, in uh, China. It's amazing. Mm -hmm. So you are looking broadly, and you're, that's why you've changed your name to Global, right? <laughs> that's, that's definitely been a part of it. And yeah. uh, looking at it from an acquisition perspective, what was, as Brendan was starting to say, it's becoming harder and harder actually to identify the location of a business. You do encounter more and more companies that have engineers in one area of the world, business development team somewhere else, and the CEO might be working uh, from a beach somewhere, um, which... I think is, is a great uh, ability for the teams to find the best resource in the right places, mm -hmm. uh, but it does make it harder for potential acquirers to um, engage with them and understand how best they can bring value to, uh, to an acquiring entity. Mm -hmm. And so you mentioned earlier that uh, you have an accelerator in San Francisco. We have an accelerator Mountain View in, and in San Francisco as well. Um, and you know, they're getting popular. There was even an ongoing joke in Berlin that there are more accelerators than there are startups. <laughs> um, 
But, you know, the question I have for you is like, can an entrepreneur start alone? Um, and what value do you think these uh, acceleration programs led by corporates such as Samsung provide to the entrepreneur? So I would definitely uh, you know, tell the entrepreneurs to really do their homework. Yes, there are a lot of accelerator-type uh, programs out there, um, and there are some uh, companies that go in trying to create a little bit of Me Too products. Mm -hmm. uh, I think what the Global Animation Center has really tried to do is uh, think uh, comprehensively about how we can work with entrepreneurs. So the accelerator really works uh, uh, alongside the investment team and the acquisition team to create the best uh, possible uh, set of uh, options in working with entrepreneurs. Um, so we really approach these opportunities relatively agnostically about how the talents of the individuals we engage with uh, can uh, best uh, get the most out of Samsung and how they can match against our needs. And then uh, we let the transaction structure or the environment within which they can foster kind of uh, follow from that. Mm -hmm. um, it's very much worth a conversation about our accelerator either, either now or later, but it is quite distinct from um, what other people usually refer to as incubators or accelerators. Um, these are fully owned startups by Samsung, uh, oh, okay. where the teams are focused on developing product, mm -hmm. and uh, we give them uh, kind of the infrastructure to allow them to focus on what they'd like to do most. Wow, okay. And um, you recently acquired SmartThings and LoopPay, correct? Now That's Samsung right. Pay. Um, can you kind of give our founders and our listeners an idea of some of the M&A lessons you've learned? Um, Maybe some best practices and how founders who are interested in M&A can best prep themselves. Um, like, what, what do they expect? Sure. I think those are actually great, great uh, examples of, of the, the benefits of how we set ourselves up as the Global Innovation Center. Uh, Lupe is a good example. Really started out as uh, an investment uh, by, uh, uh, by our investment team and then evolved into a partnership conversation. Uh, with uh, Samsung and then ultimately led to um, the right decision being to partner more strategically and therefore acquire them. And so uh, in general, we really approach all these conversations, again, without an endpoint in mind. We're really letting the uh, relationship, uh, the alignment of vision with the uh, founders uh, dictate what the right relationship is. Mm -hmm. um, and part of that, when it does become clear that it's an acquisition discussion, uh, we're really front-loading a lot of the integration discussions, both internally and with the target. Uh, what we're really trying to do is enable the vision of these entrepreneurs and their startups. Mm -hmm. And if we can get to a place where we have clear understanding of what they're trying to achieve and how that might fit in with our needs, then a lot of the you know the downstream work is 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 much facilitated. Uh, we're not looking to get to a close in the transaction. We're really trying to look how we can drive impact in the market by delivering great products to consumers, mm -hmm. uh, as well as furthering our strategic interests. Got it. So why should entrepreneurs seek investment with a corporate VC fund? Um, and at what stage? Are, are you looking at early stage, series A, B? And what's what are some of the expectations in terms of ex exits and acquisitions? Sure. Um, yeah, we're investing early stage. So um, with the investments group, we're focused on seed, Series A, Series B. Mm -hmm. We're focused early because that's where I think the innovation happens, right? When you are at Series C or D or later, you're really talking about um, growth and expansion. Mm -hmm. And your product's pretty much nailed down, and your business model hopefully is, is um, you've got some visibility at least. Yeah. That. <laughs> um, but when we're, what we're really looking for is the technology innovation and the business model innovation that really happens very early. Mm -hmm. um, uh, so we're, we're focused there. I think more and more corporates are going there because of that reason. Um, and also, like when you think about um, 
funding today versus five, 10 years ago, uh, companies are raising larger amounts earlier uh, because there's a lot, a lot of capital in, in, the, uh, in the ecosystem. Mm -hmm. So what was used to be maybe a series seed Mm -hmm. uh, is now uh, more like uh, I'm sorry. What used to be more like a Series A is more like a Series C now, mm -hmm. and so um, I think everybody's focusing a lot earlier. Um, and it used to be the mantra uh, that you don't want to get strategic investments until later uh, in the life cycle of a, of a company. Mm -hmm. uh, but the life cycle is is shortening. Mm -hmm. like companies are getting bigger faster. They're getting raising more money faster, mm -hmm. uh, so I think it makes sense to look to strategic partners earlier rather than later. And then the other thing that I would say is that uh, when you look at uh, what you want to do as a company, you're looking at value that any investor is bringing to the table. So uh, whether it's a financial investor or a strategic investor, it's not about when you raise money or um, or necessarily uh, following any kind of rules of thumb or anything like that. It's really looking at, at your business today. And what is it that your business needs today, mm -hmm. right? And some businesses don't need a strategic partner until later on. Mm -hmm. Some businesses, it helps to be with a strategic partner very early, right? Um, so some of the companies that are an accelerator, they have uh, concepts or or um, or ideas that really benefit from a partnership very early because they know at the end of the day they won't be able to succeed without a large OEM or distribution partner or 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 something like that. Mm -hmm. um, so it's really about looking at your business and thinking about what's required for you to succeed at any one, at any given point in time. And it's not about following any rules of thumb or or any um, uh, or anything that, that uh, people are, are, are basing on just sort of the wide industry rather than your specific business. Mm -hmm. um, do you think corporate VCs can be more agile than private VCs? Am I uh, asking yeah. the right question there? <laughs> yeah, I don't. Yeah, actually, I don't know that that's the right question. I yeah. think the, the right question is: Can corporate VCs be as value added as a uh, private VC? And um, and I think the answer to that is absolutely yes. I'm, I'm biased, of course. Right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> but uh, you know, prior to coming to Samsung, I was uh, with a mainstream financial VC for for a long time, um, and so uh, I know the perspective that uh, the other side might have. Um, but yeah, in, in, I think corporate VCs, um, you know, what we bring to the table, uh, you know, what certainly Samsung brings to the table is a huge distribution platform, yeah. hundreds of thousands, hundreds of millions of devices out there uh, mm -hmm. every year, right? Mm -hmm. And so if you are a entrepreneur um, looking to make impact very mm -hmm. quickly with product, grow your company fast, accelerate your company, I mean, there's not, uh, there's not many better partners than Samsung if you're uh, in the businesses that we care about, right? Mm -hmm. um, so absolutely, uh, you know, we can add value um, in ways that are different than maybe other people can add value. And again, so that's why I say a company or an entrepreneur should think about what their business needs at that point in time. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, if it's uh, uh, a distribution, if it's, uh, and actually also uh, understanding more about um, uh, our particular roadmap uh, whether it's in mobile or TVs or digital appliances, um, IoT, mobile security, um, you know, there's lots of areas where we're involved, and so um, oh, IoT as well. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Yeah. great. Um, so, what are some areas or verticals entrepreneurs wouldn't expect a corporate VC like Samsung to be interested in? They wouldn't expect. Right? Yeah. <clears throat> Are you are you looking at drones and all these? <laughs> yeah. Um, so. Um, 
yeah, Samsung is is interested. You know, we, we talked a little bit about IoT and uh, certainly digital health and things like that. Mm -hmm. um, but smart machines is another area. Um, mm -hmm. So drones and autonomous vehicles, autonomous driving, um, robotics are of interest to uh, to the investments team because mm -hmm. um, there are pieces of for two reasons. One. Perhaps it's a new business opportunity, a new business area that we that Samsung could get into, mm -hmm. but also the component technologies that are involved in smart machines mm -hmm. are very useful for the existing businesses that we have. Right. So I think that's uh, uh, that's what we're looking for is we're looking for technologies that not only help existing priorities, mm -hmm. but looking to develop new business opportunities. What matters for you when you invest in a company and what sort of is the key criteria for selecting an investment? For Samsung, um, for our group, we definitely care about the financial returns, right? Mm -hmm. We want to make money uh, because uh, you know, that's the one metric that everybody can measure. Uh, but the way we're going to uh, create value for our entrepreneurs and for our co-investors is through the strategic returns that we provide, right? mm -hmm. through the collaborations and partnerships. And that's really why startups are looking to us. Mm -hmm. um, and so in order to do that, when we uh, diligence a company, we want to make sure that there are opportunities to do that. Mm -hmm. So we'll reach back to our business units um, to understand what their priorities are, where they might be headed, and to see if there is a partnership or a collaboration opportunity, mm -hmm. right? because that's what we want to deliver on. Right? Yeah. So I'd say that we are looking for all the things that most venture funds look for in terms of team, markets, technologies. But in addition to that, I really care about making sure that we are going to be able to deliver on a partnership or a collaboration. Wonderful. Well, gentlemen, I want to thank you for your time. Um, I really enjoyed this chat. And I, for all of our listeners out there, if you want to hear more insights from Samsung's Global Innovation Center and others, you can join us next week at Pre-Money Conference on June 12th. You can visit premoney.co and enter the promo code SAMSUNG in all caps to score an additional $150 off of the registration price. Uh, if you need to get in touch with our two gentlemen here, Jacobo and, and Brendan, you can email them at hello from GIC at Samsung.com. Thanks for tuning in. Peace out.